0: Welcome to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. And welcome again to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. I'm Russ Goldman. On today's episode, these are my five takeaways on why the Patriots are better off without DeAndre Hopkins. For the next 15 minutes, I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on it. Let's get right to it. Number five, the Patriots offense in the Belichick era has focused and thrived on being about the open man. This has been traditional all the way back to 2001 with the Patriots offense. It has started all the way back then. 2000, we started to see the development, but in 2001, it really became about the open man when Tom Brady took over. And it wasn't about a number one receiver like Terry Glenn, who, by the way, only played one game because he was a malcontent. Instead, you had very good receivers with players like David Patton, of course, Troy Brown. And then you had running backs like Antoine Smith. You also had Kevin and You also had Wiggins, who was a good tight end, but not great tight end. You just had receivers that got open it was about the open man it was not about one receiver one tight end one running back it was about the open man that's when it started it really showed itself through Brady's development in 2003 when it really became about the open man you still had Troy Brown and David Patton but you added players such as Deion Branch David Givens you had Good complimentary tight ends with Daniel Graham at that time with Christian Foray. good running backs, but it was never about one player. It was about all the players and whoever got open, got the ball. That's when the Patriots offense flourished. I know what everyone is probably saying when they're listening to this. Well, the game has changed for us. It's completely changed. It's about them. Num- that number one receiver. Many teams have changed. Many teams have adapted that philosophy. Does it make it right? Does it make it right for the Patriots? I don't think it does. History's on my side here. We don't know about Mac Jones yet. I know what people are also going to say. Well, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Tom Brady. But let's see if he's an elite quarterback. Because if he is, he can find the open man. And that's what it's about. That's why that's my number five. That's my number five Number five reason why I don't want DeAndre Hopkins. Number four goes along with number five because when the Patriots' offense has really flourished, it was when they were focusing on the middle of the field. Those are your tight ends and your slot receiver. Well, I think the Patriots have all three right now with Mike Kosicki, Hunter Henry, and I believe Juju Smith-Schuster will be your slot receiver. When you have that, like they had, say, with Troy Brown, Back in the day, then it got went up to Wes Walker, then to Julian Edelman. When you have that slot receiver and you have also very good tight ends, the Patriots in the early 2000s had complementary tight ends, and they had a wonderful tight end with Rob Gronkowski. The offense flourished because it was about the middle of the field. Then you would also see the Patriots' running backs catching balls. After that, then it became about the outside receivers – It was never about the outside receivers, except for one period of time. And we all know when that is. It's when Randy Moss came in. He was the exception to the rule. And I know people love that period of time. I was not a fan of it because the Patriots offense changed. And it worked. It worked tremendously for a couple of seasons. But it had a shelf life. It absolutely did. Teams eventually, a couple of seasons later, figured out how to take away Randy Moss and Wes Walker and they became two-dimensional. It wasn't about the open man anymore. Then they got rid of Randy Moss, and things changed. They brought back Dion Branch. The offense changed. It became, once again, about the open man. But it also was a focus in the middle of the field. It was about that slot receiver. Wes Walker was integral with that. Julian Edelman, Troy Brown, maybe Juju Smith-Schuster will be. And the Patriots, I believe, have two dynamic tight ends that's where the offense should be centered around not a number one receiver because i believe you could take away a number one receiver look at history and look what the patriots have done to number one receivers they've had the ability many seasons to take away that number one receiver they did it with Tyreek kill when he was with the kansas city chiefs many wide receivers the patriots have figured out to take away that number one guy i think you limit yourself when it's about that number one receiver Let's see if I'm proven right or wrong. But my number four reason the Patriots offense has flourished when focusing on the middle of the field. Number three, the Patriots need to find out what they have with their current wide receiver crop. Now, they have a couple of young wide receivers that they drafted. They have to find out if they can play. They also need to find out if Taequann Thornton takes a second-year jump, similar to what has happened in the past with a player like David Gibbons arm Branch, there are players that took that second season jump. There are many that failed. They need to find out if he's going to make that jump because he could be part of their future for years to come. You bring in De'Andre Hopkins, maybe you block Tyquan Thornton from being who he could potentially be. So for me, I don't want the number one receiver because I want to see what you have with the young receivers, and also I want to see the reemergence of Kendrick Bourne. If you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, you're not going to see what you have with Kendrick Bourne. I think a lot of what happened last season with Kendrick Bourne was about, unfortunately, the coaching staff, which I, again, wanted to give him a chance, but that failed. I think Kendrick Bourne under Bill O'Brien is going to flourish. So you need to find out if he's the real deal as well. And you've invested money in Devontae Parker now, so I think you have to go with what you have and see where that brings you. That's why number three is the Patriots need to find out what they have with their current wide receivers. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins has had a history of demanding the ball, and that could have hurt the offense. I completely agree with this because when you have a player that demands the ball all all the time, then you're going to be so dependent on it. Mac Jones would become so dependent on one player. Instead of having five choices, It really is about one choice, and that would be DeAndre Hopkins, because if he didn't get given the ball, he would start complaining. For, For everyone that loved the Randy Moss years, and I understand that, over a course of time, Randy Moss became a little bit like Terry Glenn, a malcontent. They had to get rid of him because he was really becoming a problem with the Patriots. Okay? So, When it's about one player, I think it can hurt you. Has it worked for other teams? Yes, it has worked for other teams. But those are other teams. The Patriots don't have to be the rest of the league. Everyone thinks the Patriots have to be what the rest of the league is doing. The Patriots have always basically done their own thing. They've been the exception to the rule for over 20 years. And that's the way I personally like it. They don't have to follow the blueprint of the rest of the league. Patriots need a number one receiver. They don't have a player that could take the top off the defense. I've been hearing this for 20 flipping years. And they've won six Super Bowls without this number one receiver. Six. So you tell me who's right and who's wrong. Six Super Bowls. Now, the argument's going to be, well, that was Brady. No, it wasn't just Brady. It was the players, too. Everyone that says everything is about Tom Brady is disrespecting all the players and coaches that have played for the Patriots for the past 20-plus years. It's not fair to all of them to put it all on Brady, to say everything is because of Brady. It's not. It's about the team. I believe in a team concept. Others like superstars. I prefer a team. And I don't want a player that's going to be demanding the ball because then it becomes about him instead of the team. That's why... Number two is DeAndre Hopkins has a history of demanding the ball, and that could have hurt the Patriots. Okay, coming up next, to end this episode, I'm going to give you my number one reason why DeAndre Hopkins not coming to the Patriots is a good thing. Okay, to end this episode of Patriots 4th and 2, here is my number one takeaway of why the Patriots are better off without DeAndre Hopkins. And it is simply this. Having a number one receiver could mask how good Mac Jones really is. And I truly believe this. Because for me, the quarterback should be elevating the players around him, not the other way around. Now, I know you're going to be listening to this and say, well, only a few quarterbacks can do that. I agree with you. But if the Patriots don't have that elite quarterback, then they need to draft another one one way to find that out is to not have that number one receiver that could mask how good the quarterback is. Because I think that there have been a lot of quarterbacks that have been propped up by number one receivers. And if you take them away, how good really are they? There are some that don't need that. The reason why I love Patrick Mahomes, the reason why Patrick Mahomes is the best in the game is that he elevates the players around him he didn't need Tyreek Hill. He honestly, I don't even I think that having Kelsey is massive for him, but it's not just about Kelsey, it's about the other wide receivers. And oh by the way, one of the receivers he had last season was Juju Smith-Schuster. Just keep that in mind. So, I want the Patriots to have an elite quarterback. And if they don't have it, then they need to draft another one. If you decide to bring in a number one receiver you not might not find that out because he might be it might be propping up quarterback look what has happened in minnesota is the quarterback really that good i'll even make the argument that i think josh allen is being propped up a bit by stefan diggs i think josh allen is a good quarterback but he looked like a different quarterback last season without brian dayball as his offensive coordinator he then became the Brett Favre gunslinger quarterback. And I think depended so much on Stephon Diggs that it hurt his team. I truly believe that. I don't want that for the Patriots. I don't want the Patriots to be the rest of the league. I want them to be the Patriots. And part of that is not having a number one receiver because they don't need it. Six Super Bowls. I've got that on my side. You can give me all the other things about the rest of the league. I've got six Super Bowls on my side without a number one receiver. That's the way I look at it but most importantly is the development of the quarterback. And the only way I think we're truly going to find that out this season is by not having a number one receiver by seeing if Mac Jones can win games on his shoulders. That's what we have to find out. We have to see his growth. He took a step back last season. It's time to take a step forward. You have good receivers. Can he get them the ball? Can they get open? Can he hit them in tight windows? Tom Brady did. I know it's a tough comparison. I have, High standards. It's time to see if Mac Jones can do the exact same thing. And if he can't, then they need to draft another quarterback until you find an elite quarterback. That's the way I am. I want them to compete for a Super Bowl. If you want to be a mediocre team, then you bring in a number one receiver that can maybe get you in the playoffs. But if you truly want to be in the conversation to where I think we all want, you need to find out if you have that elite quarterback. I don't know if they do or not. Many think that they don't. I'm not saying that they don't. I want to see if they do. I'm a positive person. Maybe they do. I think the one way to find that out is to not have that receiver and have Mac Jones find the open man consistently and win the games with him elevating the players around him. He's going to have to win games on his shoulder just like Brady did. Can he do it? We're going to find out. Okay. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Patriots 4th and 2. As always, please do subscribe on the PatsFans.com YouTube channel and Apple Podcast. Please also check out all of our shows that we are doing. Our flagship show hosted by Derek and Steve. Please check that out. The guys do a wonderful job. I will be doing several shows myself. So you're going to get a lot more content on Patriots 4th and 2. And I think different than what you might hear on the radio. I think we have three unique people who talk Patriots, myself, Derek, and Steve, that give you a different look at the Patriots than what you might be seeing and hearing in the media. Please do check us out. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, Patriots 4th and 2. I am Russ Comanthic, as always. For watching and listening to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com.